you know, how many of us, we look at our time with God every day and we just are like, there is this barrier that we have to overcome to get there. Hey guys, my name is Jessica Hartzold and I am obsessed with all things Jesus. I am a lover of my Bible and a pursuer of our Lord, but I am also a woman who makes mistakes and doesn't always get it right. I haven't always been a follower of Jesus. Boy, have I not. However, during one of the most difficult times of my life, God illuminated for me the power of a choice and this gift of free will. She Chooses is a podcast purpose to help you fall in love with Jesus, and in doing so, learning how to harness this gift of free will by taking life one choice at a time. Let's get started. Welcome back. Today, I am coming to you from my most favorite place on the planet, my backyard. My backyard in the summertime is like so comforting and so beautiful and it's it's just this place that I love um, when the weather is nice it, it it's becomes my place of meeting with the Lord and I just love the way that he he talks to me the way that I feel so at peace just listening to nature during this episode you might hear birds you might hear the wind I don't even know um, but I love being here because I can just feel his presence so much. And I hope you, as a listener, I hope that you have your own place like that. And if you don't, I encourage you uh, to find that place around you. Maybe, Maybe you don't have a backyard. Maybe you don't have a deck to have as your place of meeting. But I guarantee that there is a place around you that you can turn into that same sort of destination where you go and you meet the Lord and you have your private time with him. Maybe it's a closet. Maybe it's a chair. Maybe it's a floor. You know, I feel like as my relationship with God has evolved over time, my place of meeting with him has gone from an actual closet to my kitchen floor, to a cozy chair. You know, it's just varying places. I feel like a prayer or a study nomad whenever it comes to my favorite place to worship and to just be in the presence of God to meet with him every day. So today's episode, I want to talk about ways that we can add Jesus to our day. Here lately, it seems like I get a, a lot of questions from people, you know, how how do you make God part of every day in our culture? Eh? The, the concept of having God as part of our day every day seems sort of foreign. Like uh, many of us, we consider, you know, you go to the house of God every Sunday and that is our tradition. We serve him on Sundays, but really God is desiring to be the God of our every day. He wants to commune with us every day and Going from that place where we are meeting with him just on Sundays, you know, we gather together in that corporate worship service and we hear the message of our pastor and then we leave that place. And oftentimes we leave that place, leaving that message and never thinking twice about what those words said. But how do we go beyond that place? For me, I know I grew up with that mentality. You go to church, you check the box, you move on. Um, But God really convicted me. 
as I started having children that, wait, there's more to this. And it wasn't until my la or my third child was born that God really challenged me that, you know, this is a daily walk with him. So today we're going to talk about five ways to add Jesus to your day. I opened our dishwasher the other day and immediately I let out this annoyed sigh as I realized that the dishes hadn't been washed. No one had run the dishwasher. I closed it and I looked at my husband and I said, I have got to confess to you. I am annoyed when the dishes, when the, when the dishwasher is full and not ran. And I am annoyed when the dishwasher is full and ran. Like I am never happy when it comes to this. However, there's this satisfaction I feel when those clean dishes are actually put in their place. And as I was reflecting on that conversation with my husband, I started to liken that feeling, that annoyed feeling, yet that peaceful feeling to the way that I feel whenever it comes to activating my daily walk with God. You know, there before I really started digging in and allowing God into my everyday, I, I had this frustrated thought, you know, God, I, I don't have time for you. I, my days are so packed. I don't know how to incorporate you into my day. I'm annoyed when I don't feel so relieved when it's done. And I that is a lot of what we feel. You know, we can be so frustrated at the idea of putting the time in to spend with God. But once that time is spent and we get that connection with him, there is such a peace. It's like putting those dishes away and realizing that dishwasher is empty and your work is complete. It's a silly likening, but it is oh so true. You know how many of us, we look at our time with God every day and we just are like, there is this barrier that we have to overcome to get there. And that time that we need to put in and the thought that we need to put in can seem so mountainous, but it is so, so worthy. So let's go ahead and dive in. You know, I found uh, my daily walk with the Lord. It's been an evolution of sorts. You know, as I'm learning to live surrendered to Jesus, you know, sure, there are areas that I have handed over to him without much hesitation at all, but I've, I've got to confess that there are others that I have had quite a hold on, and it is required that the Lord, like, really pull me, I, my hands, my fingers, finger by finger off of these things in an effort to really release my own, my iron grip. I want to talk specifically about spiritual disciplines, you know, Bible reading, meditation, prayer, fasting. I used to go through the motions, praying here and there, you know, fasting when our pastor called us to a corporate fast and reading when I felt like it, but there really wasn't any dedication to it and nor were they practiced in, in a way described necessary in the Bible. For years, you know, I, I heard of their value, but again, like I told you earlier, it wasn't until my third child in my late 20s that the words of 2 Timothy chapter 3, verse 16 to 17 became something that I truly took to heart. 
And those words say, all scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness, that the man of God may be perfect, thoroughly furnished unto all good works. This chunk, these two scriptures, tells us all scripture is given by inspiration of God. All scripture is profitable. Again, I'm going to say it all is profitable for instruction in righteousness, in becoming who God created us to be. Thinking about that and considering spiritual disciplines, this then draws us to, the word draws us over and over and over and over again to see that these spiritual disciplines are more than just valuable and necessary. There's something we should actually look forward to, to make time for, to want to do, And it's something I finally understand I need and that we need. You know, we were all created by God. He has a purpose for us. And there is this void inside of all of us that is going to be there until we allow God to show us who he calls us to be, who he created us to be. And if we ever want to live the fulfilled life that we all are longing for, we have got to go to the word and learn who God says we are. Our identity is not found in things in this world. Our identity is found in Christ and Christ alone. So this, these spiritual disciplines, they move from a place of valuable and necessary to wanted, to needed, and to now I am dedicated. That's what God wants us to see. You know, I know a lot of people, they may hear this and think it's, it's easy open your Bible every day, you apply what you read, you pray, you know, you give up a meal every now and then. For me though, and those of you that are are like me, it is or was not easy at all and it still isn't always easy. That whole he must increase and I must decrease scripture is tough stuff. I liken it to eating healthy. We all know the importance of it, We know it has remarkable, far-reaching positive impacts on our physical health, our emotional well-being, our mental capacity, our sleep patterns, and our energy levels, but how many of us actually pay attention to what we are putting in our mouth? Some do. A lot of us, though, we opt out and we're reaching for the closest convenient thing to fulfill our hunger, to try to satisfy our hunger. We're willing to follow a healthy diet maybe, but only to a certain extent. As soon as it takes us to a place of inconvenience or costs more money or turns out it's something that doesn't taste like a chocolate bar, we we push the plate away and we scream, no, I'm out. And with that mindset, we limit ourselves. And there we sit stuck knowing the key to health, but we're unwilling to accept the steps it takes to achieve it. It was the same thing for me whenever it comes to putting into practice spiritual disciplines. And I want to circle back to that. It's called practicing spiritual disciplines. We practice. Over time, we get better at them. We we maybe fine-tune our technique. We learn different ways to be more effective. It, It is a practice. I knew I needed to make time for these disciplines, but that time required starting my day a little earlier, and I said no. I said no to a little, I learned over time that I needed to say no to a little more sleep and yes to time spent in God's word. 
And I said no to some of the things I wanted in order to say yes, in order to surrender to what God wants. It's a sacrifice to live a life for the Lord. It truly is a he must increase and I must decrease. You know, spiritual disciplines, they aren't a feeling, they're a habit. And implementing them is a process. You know, a lot of people, they say, I don't feel like I need to read my Bible. I don't feel like I need to fast. I don't feel like I need to pray. Never in my life have I heard someone say, I want to fast. Fasting is not something that is an easy thing because we're denying our flesh in order to step into a deeper place with the Lord and to hear him more clearly. Some days I wake up and I don't necessarily want to read my Bible, but I need to read my Bible. Some days I don't want to talk to God. It's the same as some days I don't want to talk to my husband. But for our relationship to continue on, there needs to be communication. Those lines have to continuously be opened up. It's a hard thing getting started. And dare I admit, after years of growing in my own process, there there are days I just don't feel like getting out of bed. There are days when my prayers, they don't roll off my tongue effortlessly, but that's because practicing spiritual disciplines is not a feeling. It's a mindset and an action of surrender to the creator of the universe and a desire to draw closer to him, to know him better by going deeper in him. It's something everyone, everyone has the ability to do. God's love, his desire is for all to serve him. Anyone who is willing, let them come. That's what he says. And these practices are things that everyone can do. I've heard miraculous stories about how people who were illiterate, God opened their mind as they began to pray, asking him to give them the ability to read scripture. I personally know a man that cannot know or he cannot read anything except the Bible. It is this beautiful thing where these these practices are open and available to everyone. And the fact that that is true, it causes me to fall more and more in love with Jesus in his unrestricting, approachable awesomeness. It requires, these spiritual disciplines, they require us to remove their checkbox appeal and focus to figure out how to do them right. And that learning to do them right is a process requiring these baby steps that turn into these full strides, leaning, leading us into this all-out run. Maybe none of us are in that all-out run yet, but I want to share with you the baby steps that I've found beneficial in stretching into that full stride. So here we go. We're diving into five ways to add Jesus to our day. The first way I want to share with you is to train your mind so that the first thought as you wake for the day is acknowledgement of God's sovereignty. God is sovereign over all. He, he sits enthroned above the flood. That's what we learn in Psalms. You know, anything that happens in this day, God saw it. He knew it was coming. It is no surprise to him and nothing is removing him from his throne. He is sovereign over all and we must acknowledge that truth. So how do you do that? What does it look like? For me, post-it notes are, are gold, reminding myself to consider. There are times whenever I've stuck a sticky note to my phone or to a mirror, reminding myself to, to think about God. 
you know, create, for those of you that are creative, make a lock screen that says, think about God. It, it can be so simple. It, it's not, it seems so silly, but it is not. It is so powerful. You know, you start this by making a conscious effort that before your feet hit the ground each day, you make that acknowledgement and you surrender your day by releasing your plan and embracing his. We all struggle and have that hard time remembering to think about God. That's why we do this intentional mental training. Like, no, we, we've got to, our, our mind has to be renewed and we have to be willing to engage in that process. The second way I want to share with us that we can add Jesus to our day is to wake up five minutes earlier. I told the Lord very early on that I, I, I don't have time for you. And I hate that I told the Lord that, but I am so thankful that he showed me the power of five minutes. Wake up five minutes earlier. Spend those five minutes in God's word. Start a daily Bible reading plan. There are so many available in the Bible app. Try one out. Spend five minutes. Just dedicate that time to learning to love God's word and hearing his word. The third way is to find another five minutes. Spend another five minutes thinking over the words you read or the devotional that you just took part in. All scripture is profitable. Meditate over it. We think meditate is like this super creepy, weird word. It's not. Med to meditate is to think. Think about how does what you read apply to you personally? Why did God deem it necessary for it to stand the test of time to happen thousands of years ago, but be available for you to read today? Find those personal connections. The next step, step number four, or way number four, is to carve out five more minutes into your day for focused prayer. Five minutes. Five minutes in prayer, set a timer. It might feel like a stretch initially, and that's okay if it feels like work. Just do it. If you have kids, this part can seem impossible, but if they're young, do it as soon as you lay them down for a nap. If they're older, go into your room, shut the door, and pray, or wait for them to go to school. Pray on the way to work or as you run those errands. Whatever you've got to do, make time and pray. Maybe your kids are up and pray over them. Just make time to talk to the Lord. And the fifth and final way I want to share with you today, there's so many more over this. These are just the five that were near and dear to my heart, is to listen to an audio Bible app or a podcast on your commute to work or in between running errands. If you've got a car full of kids, it's okay that you listen to this and that you shut off that DVD player and you listen. It's good for them to hear God's word too. His word is our daily bread. Just as we can't live without food, consuming God's word is just as much a requirement, providing nourishment that our soul desperately needs. If the kids are with you, don't worry. Start them young. God's word does not return void. It's another promise in his word. You never know the seeds that are being planted as your little one absorbs his word. Once you set in your mind and commit to these five simple things that they are going to happen each day, you're going to find that you crave these moments. You acquire an appetite for them. This time spent with Jesus and the 15 minutes that seemed so impossible to find or work into your day, they're going to pass with ease and grow into 30 then 45 and maybe even more. And before you know it, you're going to discover the simplicity of adding more Jesus into your day, wondering 
why you didn't spend time fostering that habit long ago. I encourage you today, friends, to take these life-changing steps today. If you haven't been a Christian long and haven't set out on your journey to making them part of your day, don't be embarrassed. You're not alone. You would be amazed at the people that you attend church with that they, they just simply haven't made this commitment yet. And it's not a shame statement. It's a cultural revolution of sorts that needs to happen. There are lots of us that haven't got it all figured out yet. And we're all evolving in our faith at different paces, and that's okay. But these practices are something you need to implement now. And doing these, you're not going to believe the the richness they're going to bring to your life and relationship with Jesus. Maybe you're a new convert. You're just beginning on this path of faith. Psalms 34 and 8 says, Taste and see that the Lord is good. Blessed is the man that trusteth in him. I encourage you today to taste the Lord in these five simple ways. Trust him today. Take him at his word and you're going to find that in prayer, Bible reading, fasting, meditation, you truly have the ability to taste and see that our God is good. And it is a true daily walk with him. As you do these things, you are going to see how you begin to sense his presence in the smallest things, in the most beautiful ways. You know, God will drop those scriptures that you're reading. He'll drop those into your path along the way, and he'll give you those personal applications that you're seeking. And you'll begin to have that. You'll begin to see that the word of God is alive. It's living and it is renewing your mind and giving you the confidence. And is it's opening your mind to see who you are in him. The great love of God, our holy, heavenly creator. And your life is going to radically change as you step into the purpose. Knowing our identity in him is absolutely necessary. And the life that you have always longed to live, you are going to find That maybe it doesn't look as though you thought it was going to look, but you are going to find that satisfaction in the one who made you. I encourage you today, get in that time, make a step, and choose Jesus. You just listened to an episode of the She Chooses podcast. Thank you for taking time to listen. I hope over the next few days, you'll take some time and really think about what we just went over. Look for a way to apply it. It's when we activate the word that we really start to step into the life that Jesus desires for us to live, that authentic Christian living. If you found this episode helpful, share it. And please leave a review. When you do, you help elevate the She Chooses podcast in the search results of others, making it easier for them to find. And if you're like me and you like to digest information in varying forms, you can find the full episode transcript on the She Chooses website. Check out the show notes for a direct link. And hey, while you're there, go ahead and subscribe, making sure you never miss an episode.